1: Welcome in to a Wednesday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show. Nice to have you along. I had to get untangled from my cord. It was around my chair and uh, everywhere, but uh, we will persevere and uh, plow through the next two hours. Glad to have you along, whether you're joining us on uh, regular terrestrial radio or whether you are joining us on any of our social media platforms, which, of course, uh, would include the Bruce Hooley Show Facebook page. And uh, now, if I can... uh, Coordinate starting the show at the same time the uh, show begins on radio, Twitter, and hopefully Rumble. I, I, I'm I'm trying to plow through the tech on Rumble. Uh, not there yet. Uh, may have to enlist uh, some of you to help me because I'm definitely not tech guy. But at some point, and I'm adjusting the uh, live stream here as we go, so I apologize for the slow start. Uh, I know school started in a lot of Central Ohio districts today. And you know how I know that? Uh, Traffic was about three times worse than it normally is. So that's how I gauge it, that we have uh, backups on I-270 about a mile and a half before the 23-270 exit. (laughs) We have people backed up onto 315 North trying to get off at 23 and 270. Uh, So school is back. And uh, a couple of things with school. This is the first year, first year, where we have widespread ed choice in the state of Ohio. But in chatting with people who are in administration, admissions, finance, things of that nature at Central Ohio's private schools, the uh, institution, the beginning, the uh, application of ed choice on a widespread basis, is, uh, well, shall we say, uh, it's off to a halting start. So if you're like me and you have private school tuition to pay, uh, you've noticed that you have to pay it as if Ed choice was not expanded from 250% of the federal poverty level to 450%, which may not sound like that big of a difference, but for a family of five, I think 250 percent of the poverty level was around seventy thousand, and at 450 percent, it's around 170 thousand. So if you think of all the people with three kids, husband, wife with three kids, three dependents who make between seventy thousand and 170 thousand dollars, that's a lot of that's a lot of people. All those people now are eligible for a full EdChoice scholarship which is $8400 for your high school student and roughly 6 I think it's 6600 for your K through 8 student. Now if you're driving around and hearing this for the first time you're like what? I'm eligible for that much money? Yes, you are. But while this was talked about and uh, discussed, debated, and finally, thankfully, passed despite the uh, ascent of Jason Stevens to Speaker of the House, and Stevens became Speaker of the House in what is an off-stated fact here on the Bruce Willey Show, by getting more Democratic support in the voting for Speaker, than he received Republican support. And the reason why Jason Stevens got every Democrat in the Ohio State House to vote for him was because I will always believe he made promises to Allison Russo, leader of the Democrats in the House, that he would do everything he could to stonewall things that Democrats want stonewalled. And there are very few things other than unrestricted abortion rights, that Democrats want more than the undermining of the expansion of school choice. Why is that? Because Democratic politicians are enslaved to teachers unions. And why are they enslaved to teachers unions? Because teachers unions give tons of money, which they strong arm from every teacher in the state via their union dues. So this is a nice little one-hand-washes-the-other type arrangement. Teachers have to belong to unions. They have to pay union dues. The teachers' union takes the union dues. They pay off Democrats who then enact policies that the teachers want. And the teachers don't want Ed Choice. Why? Because it's competition. Because it forces them to get better. Because it forces them to not do things that might alienate parents. Because if they alienate parents, what will happen? Parents will take their kids out of public school and put it in private school. Particularly when they can get $8,400 for a high school student or 6600 for somebody in K-8. through So we got Ed Choice passed anyway because this worked a little bit like the disintegration of the Hunter Biden plea deal. Once enough Republicans in the House and via Matt Huffman's leadership in the Senate advocated for school choice, put it in the Senate budget, wedged it into the House budget. Remember the Hunter Biden plea deal fell apart when the Justice Department had to stand up in court and either own the fact that they were absolving Hunter Biden of all future crimes While still investigating him, they said, right? Are you still investigating Hunter Biden? Yes. I read this plea deal, the judge said, Judge Narika, and it looks here like you're giving him immunity for all future crimes you might discover while you're investigating him. Is that what you're doing? And the Justice Department couldn't say, yeah, that is what we're doing in open court. And when they said, oh, no, that's not what we're doing, then the Hunter Biden lawyer stood up and said, well, yeah, it is. That's what we thought you were doing. So that's how that plea deal fell apart. Well, similarly, once Ed Choice became a matter that Republicans in the House had to vote on, Jason Stevens couldn't in good conscience say vote no on it or that would have imperiled his hoped for future as a career grifting politician so he had to come out in support of it now that's how we got it but implementing it this is a little bit like the jerry seinfeld bit with the uh, rental car you know he's got he's got the rental car reservation and the lady at the counter says we don't have any cars And he's like but i have a reservation she's like i understand that but we don't have any cars and he's like no that's why i get the reservation similarly ed choice has been approved But to get the money, well, that's another story. Having spoken with several people in private school education today, what I am finding is that parents, like me, are still having to pay our full tuition. And then we have to wait until the EdChoice people at the state get their act together, verify your income, sign off on the paperwork, And get you your Ed Choice scholarship, after which you will, are you ready for the hoped for result? After that, you will get a refund. You will get a refund. Now, I am gratified that in my case, it will be my children's school that will be providing me the refund, not the state of Ohio. Because if the state of Ohio was in charge of the refund, you see the problem, right? You can't get them to implement a program that was passed several months ago. How quick, how skilled are they going to be at implementing a refund when they can't implement the program to begin, which is causing them to owe you a refund? So that's where we are with Ed Choice. We're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And they, it's not like they didn't see it coming. They saw it coming, which... Some of the people that I talked to today in private school admissions said, you know, I've heard they've hired like five or six more people, at the State Department of Education. So this is the one instance where government has not hired enough people to do the work of government. So that is where we are with EdChoice. Hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait. Now, if you're hearing about Ed Choice for the first time and you say, well, I'm over the income limit for a family of five, so it doesn't concern me. Oh, it does concern you, unless you don't want to claim the free money that is yours. Let's say you're doing really well. Let's say you're like Hunter Biden, only legal. Everything you do is above board. And you make $10 million a year. None of it from Burisma. None of it from China. None of it from Romania. All of it legal. You still are eligible for a minimum of $800 If you have a high school student via an EdChoice scholarship, why would you not take it? Why would you not take it and file? But what you have to do is you have to get your school to apply on your behalf. Now, I went to the Department of Education website today, and I figured since everybody in Ohio is going to be trying to get their EdChoice scholarship, it'll be right there in the center of the page. EdChoice, apply here. Frequently answered questions. Here you are. No, you have to have like a spelunker's light on your hat. To find this on the Department of Education website, which is probably not a coincidence. So, Alan Rogers is uh, flying the uh, ship today, Mr. Rogers. You, uh, I needed like 30 more seconds to come up with a uh, statistic here that I think will jump off the page at our listeners. We were, <laughs> we were I'm looking at homicides in the city of Columbus, okay? And okay. we had one overnight. We had a 19-year-old, I believe, uh, shot and killed last night. Yes, a 19-year-old shot and killed last night. So I thought it would be interesting to find out how many teenagers have been murdered in the city of Columbus this year. And I was going through the Division of Police homicide website, and I was up to the month of June. So as I was totaling these, I was struck by the number of people who are uh, 20 years, in their 20s, let's say, less than 30 years old. It's astronomical, the number of people. Now, if you're a teenager or you are in your 20s, I think we can safely say that you have been cut down in the prime of your life. Like when you're under 30? Oh, yeah. So here we are in June, 20-year-old, 14-year-old, 20-year-old, 32, uh, age unknown, 19, 21, 29, 31. So I'm through the month of June. I did total the teenagers earlier. We've had at least 12 teenagers murdered in the city of Columbus this year. At least 12 plus 20 year olds only through the month of June. Twenty two, twenty two. So we total up July and and, what we have in August. uh, This latest victim, uh, his name is uh, Jawan Jenkins. They found him in uh, an apartment. On the. um, South Hamilton Road, east of South Hamilton Road, 4600 block of Refugee Road. Uh, police found him. He was pretty much dead, non responsive at the time. We had three shootings last night one at a speedway, East Livingston and Bryce Road. Uh, a guy walked into the speedway, uh, supposedly after trying to buy marijuana, walked up to the car where he was going to buy marijuana, shot in the leg. And uh, so that is going on. Well, they are still looking for the two guys who pistol whipped a person walking in. The Short North, right on the edge of the Short North on Sunday afternoon, 141, right in front of Rock City Church. When you think about the number of Ohio State students and people who live in the Short North, it's kind of a trendy area. It's close to, what is that, Victorian Village down there, you know, near Goodale. It's it's fairly close to within walking distance of Goodale Park, all the shops, all the galleries, all the restaurants, all that. Remember, Andrew Ginther got very outraged earlier this year when we had the shooting on a Friday night. In the short north, we had to marshal every police officer in town. We had to shut down. We had to shut down every food truck at 10 o'clock at night because everybody knows that if you don't have food, you can't cause violence.
0: Is that still in effect?
1: I don't think so. Shockingly, it was in effect until the National Conference of Mayors, for which Andrew Ginther is an officer, came to Columbus and left. And then we went back to normal policing. But I would say that a 19 year old murdered overnight, uh, at least the 12th that I can count on the website, murdered this year. And I mean, the crazy number of 20 year olds and the overwhelming number of these, you know, are young black men and women, young black men and women. Uh, But the only ones that any activist get upset about are who? The Donovan Lewises of the world who resist arrest. First of all, who are wanted on felony charges, who are being served with arrest warrants. And police come to their house. They don't come out. They don't comply. They don't put their hands on top of their head. They get shot. And it's extremely tragic that they get shot and more tragic that they die. But Donovan Lewis, young black man in his 20s. We know his name. Do we know any of the names of any of the other 20 to 29-year-old young black men and women? Other than their families, they know them. They rue the fact that their lives were snuffed out in the prime of life. But it does appear to me that looking at the statistics, uh, Mayor Andrew Ginther has a ways to go in his off-stated goal to make Columbus the safest big city in America. It is definitely not that at the moment and is not anywhere close to becoming that.
0: There's no consistency. I mean, just what you read, we're on this little, we're going to do this on the short north. Yeah. And we're going to do this to our nth degree. And then something comes in, side rails that, no, we're back to
1: normal. How many parts of the city were made unsafe? on the two we- on the two weekends exactly where we had to pull every officer off vacation and everything else so they could ride bikes, horses, mopeds and anything else, rickshaws, anything they could find to put a <laughs> cop in, they had him in that on those two weekends, the weekend before the mayor's conference and the weekend after. And then okay, uh, everything could go back to normal. Now This is interesting, too, as it pertains to the start of school. We have a bus driver shortage. And this is, to me, a problem that's not going away because the marketplace is creating this problem. And I don't know what schools are going to have to do to fix it, but I think they're going to have to get inventive to come up with a different solution than has worked for them over the years. Previously, schools hired bus drivers. It fits my schedule to drive early in the morning, drive later in the afternoon. I can do that because, after all, what other jobs could you get just driving around? Well, now, over the last five to ten years, particularly since the pandemic, we had Lyft. We had Uber. Okay, maybe you don't want to taxi people around. Maybe you don't want to deal with strangers, particularly when they're adults. Not really your cup of tea. But then what happened? We started to get... Amazon drivers. We started to get, in here in Central Ohio in particular, the explosion of UPS and FedEx. We've become a hub for both of those. And now we have, post-pandemic, I can't go to the store. I can't be around other people. I might get their cooties on me. So I'll buy my groceries from Kroger if you bring them right to my door. And so delivery drivers for Kroger and other places that deliver on demand, Amazon in particular, have proliferated to the point where we have a major school bus driver shortage throughout the state. And the law in the state of Ohio requires your public school districts to transport private and charter school students from their home district to where they are going. So uh, this might be a problem. For you, if you were still going to public school, which, you know, would be another reason to uh, get out.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the
1: military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered
0: the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn